Sasha. Welcome to On Wednesday's E Drink. Cheers. Cheers, love. Thank you. That was kind of sad. I know. It's really dense, but I think it's because of what we have in our mugs. I think it is because of what we have in our mugs. So why don't you go ahead and explain to the people what we're drinking today? Yes. So everybody knows that I'm obsessed with Zen's Tea House. Mm-hmm. I love all their teas. Their products are amazing. They, again, align with my eco-friendly lifestyle because they're all loose-leaf teas. But the one that Sasha wanted to try tonight, she was, like, super excited. I was very excited for this. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, it's called Golden Milk. So, basically, it's, like, a blend of organic turmeric, organic ginger, and organic cinnamon. There's no cardamom. Oh, no yeah. cardamom. Okay. So, it's those three herbs. Um, basically, it's, like, to help with inflammation and just to help your gut, basically. Yeah. But I, I've been trying to avoid... Almond milk? I didn't know that. You're avoiding almond milk now? Yeah, just because I read that to produce almond milk, there's, like, a lot more water that goes into it. Oh, okay. So harvesting the almonds and all that, it takes a lot more water than oat milk. Mm -hmm. It's literally just get oats and then, yeah. Soak them. Soak them and squeeze them out and that's oat milk. Okay. So that's why it's kind of thick. I'm not really used to this (laughs) consistency. Um, I am not against this consistency, but maybe this is just because I'm the coffee drinker of the two of us, so I'm used to, like, cream in my coffee. I'm used to things a little bit thicker, a little bit no, denser. No, it's fine. Like, I think with the because I, this is the first time that I've made golden milk with, with oat milk. Mm-hmm. I usually make it with almond milk, but it's perfect because it's just like a, I don't know, it's like a, it reminds me of, like, a Mexican, um, thing, hot chocolate, how yeah. it's a little bit thicker. Yeah. So, I'm fine with it. It's just when it comes to cereal. Mm. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. Because when you used to drink cow milk, what were you, like a, a 1% girl? I was, like, no fat. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you had that real thin milk. That it real thin. That watery milk. <laughs> it was white water. That's <laughs> what you had your cereal with. White water. Yeah. So, this consistency of, like, Something whoa. for you to get used to, for sure. Yeah, so... The price of being eco-friendly. The price, man. I mean, it's worth it. I think it's delicious. I happen to think this is great. I'm very excited that we tried this. I keep seeing these, like, golden milk recipes floating around, like, on Pinterest and, like, Instagram and stuff. And I'm like, I should do this. I should try this. This is, like, my perpetual journey of I'm going to be healthier. And then I sit on the couch and eat hot Cheetos. And I'm, I'm not a beacon I'm not bad about that lifestyle, though. Just that's a beacon of my mental health. This is not, <laughs> not indicative of my actual like physical bodily health. But I am glad that we tried this because this I like it. I think it's really good. I'll probably buy it from Zen's Tea House rather than trying to like make my own and have the right proportions of stuff. Yeah, I would never make it myself because yeah. no, I'm not I'm not about to do that. I mean like I kinda love making tea concoctions. Take that back. I love making any concoction in the kitchen. It's like my mm-hmm. favorite thing in the world. But you're a kitchen witch. I'm a kitchen witch for sure. So if you're like make sure it's got three bay leaves and half green tea, half oolong. I'm like, cool, what else I need to throw in the spice mixture to make it happen? So that part I like, but I was, like, really worried I was going to fuck it up. Cause I'm like, this is not, like, my culture's recipe, and I don't want to fuck up, like, someone else's. So I was going to, like, letter of the law follow it. But no, it's just even easier. Just make it with milk and we're good. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a chai. Yeah, it's like a chai. It almost tastes like chai. You make a good point. Mm-hmm. That's probably the cardamom. Yeah. Yeah. But... I like it. It's 
easy drink. It's yummy. Mm -hmm. But they say, see, I like it hot. But a lot of people say, oh, just mix it with almond milk um, and just with refrigerator. Yeah, cold. That's how they serve it at the the farmer's market. It's cold. And I was like, ooh, but this would be really good. Hot. Yeah. And then when I got introduced to it, it was during, like, the cold winter months. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no. I'm not drinking it cold. I want it warm. Like, and I'm not against iced tea or cold teas. I will drink tea in any form, but, like, I kind of like it warm. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you guys want to check it out, definitely try um, Zen's Tea House. You can order it online, so. Don't even have to leave your house during this quarantine. They ship it right to you guys. Perfection. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so do you want to do a little quick life update? Yes, go for it. I don't know if I really have anything to update about my life. Um, work is work. I'm there. <laughs> You're out in the, in the world. I'm in the world, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, yo, I'm not about to reintegrate into society. I'm just, I'm good on this year. I'm just not going to leave the house. I'm not. And she was like, Sasha, no, you can't be like that. I'm like, why not? So your life has kind of been relatively normal, except that you can go out and mm-hmm. eat. I can't go out and eat, and food is, like, the number one motivator for me to do anything. So the fact that I can't go out to eat makes me a little sad. And I realized, like, it took me a long time to realize why I was actually sad with all this quarantine stuff, because I'm like, I don't do shit, so it doesn't really affect me. Yeah. But what I realized is work is, like, my one area of socialization, (laughs) which is sad, but honest. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, we lost, like, 75% of our staff. Yeah. All of us who are there are just, like, stressed out to the max, so, like, none of us are being, like, our normal selves. We're all just, like... You can't do your work shenanigans. We're all just, like, freaking the fuck out, pretty much. And, yeah, so I was like, okay, that's probably, like, the source of me being, like, a little less than normal Sasha is, like, the one socialization outlet that I have was, like, cut. Like, three of her four limbs were removed <laughs> because of this quarantine, and now everyone's just stressed out to the max. And, like, we get there and we're just, like, worker bees in the hive just trying to get fucking shit done. And then I go home and I'm like, yeah. okay, so now it makes a little more sense to me. But, yeah, that's it. Also, my birthday's coming up and I'm really trying to convince my mom and my sister to not do anything for my birthday. I'm like... I'm not on this plan. Thank you for not being a part of this plan. No, I am going to be a part of this plan. No, no. I need someone in my corner. Fuck you, best friend. I want to celebrate you. I don't... Can we celebrate me by, like, me sleeping for the majority of the day? I mean, we don't have to go anywhere. Like, obviously, we really can't. But, I mean, we can day drink. Okay, fine. How about we... Sasha sleeps, everyone else cleans, and Sasha drinks. And that's the celebration. <laughs> Everyone clean. <laughs> Everyone else clean. <laughs> the one gift I want on my birthday. I do not She's have like, to. I don't want presents. I just want you to do my chores. <laughs> I just want someone to fold my laundry. That's it. That's all. While you all. sit in your bed and judge everybody. With, with my coffee. coffee. Someone bring me a biscotti. That's all I want. It's the simple things in life, guys. That's it. So, we'll see if I luck out or if people try and plan a surprise for me like they've done before. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I love you very much. I know. I know. I love you, too. I would just really like to skip this year. I would really I mean, like to skip this year. Uh, we all would. But, on, <laughs> on top of that, mm-hmm. um, guys, Mercury 
you retrograde. Oh, it's happening fuck. Thursday. I forgot. I forgot for like a whole hour. I just feel sorry. It's 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 gonna run into Sasha's birthday. Mm-hmm. Another so not there's she's a, not excited. About there's that. another reason to skip right there. There's another reason to skip right there. This virus may or may not still be a big problem. All of the world's in a hubbub about no, they're lying. No, they're lying. Fuck all of you. And now Mercury's in retrograde over my birthday. This sounds like six shade the hell no, and we should all stay home. What what stage are we at? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're still in chapter six of the apocalypse novel, so. We'll hit, see, it's perfect. Chapter 7, July, opens up with Mercury in retrograde. It writes itself, guys. It writes <laughs> itself. Oh, man. I'm telling you. I told my mom, too. I was like, I feel like this 2020 is being written by Stephen King and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no. Because <laughs> none of the timeline makes any sense. No, she just keeps getting brought into the plot that just gets and dropped like, halfway How through. Is this happening? And we just don't know what to expect. Coming on. But in the end, it will all make sense eventually. In the end, it'll all make sense, and this may or may not be a horror novel. Not sure. Yeah. That's where we're at. Wow, man. It's my life update. Real spicy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I was messing with my mom and my dad the other day. They were just, I don't know. It's it's pre-Mercury retrograde, so that miscommunication has been going around the house. Yeah, you get a little taste of it real yeah, early. Yeah, so I was taste. like, damn, all this salt, but no tequila. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> all this salt, but no tequila. Just know I'm stealing that line. I'm 100% stealing that line from you. I, I approve of that. I feel <laughs> like I would want to put that on a work email, but I also don't want to get fired. <laughs> Your boss starts bitching out all the salt, no tequila. I could tell that to my direct supervisor. He would laugh. <laughs> he would laugh, especially if he's complaining to me about something he has to do. I could reply back to him with all this salt, it. no tequila. He'd probably send me a gif of like someone crying, laughing, to be like, okay, delete this. I don't want you to get in trouble from HR. <laughs> anyway, what's going on with your life? Anything? Hmm. Quarantine has um, melted my mind. Excellent. My days are just merging at this point. This is beautiful. I don't know if it's a Tuesday. I don't know if it's a Sunday right now. I really don't know the days. At this point, does it even fucking matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. But I guess the biggest life update is uh, Matt got punched in the face. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By by two guys. um, Random strangers. Randomly at the mailbox, and... He's just checking the mail. Yeah. So, that was problematic. Yeah, to say the least. And we don't... What's funny is, like, we don't live in a bad neighborhood. I wouldn't say we live in, like, the best, bougiest neighborhood of no. gatedness, but we don't live in a bad neighborhood. Like, some dumb shit happens from time to time, but I was like... Tokyo drifting happening down the street. Hey, hey, hey. I find them amusing. They've been fucking popping off fireworks Okay, the past... Two fucking months. That shit I can't stand. I cannot stand. People around here buy illegal fireworks. And I say illegal because anything that shoots in the air is illegal in the state of California. I think the whole state, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they buy illegal fireworks and then they just shoot them off. Randomly. Random intervals in the middle of the night. I'm like... Sometimes it's at 5 p.m. And I'm like, you can't see anything. I'm like, it is June 9th. Why are we having they fireworks? They were doing it in May. Let's Why? be real. Why? They were doing it in May. And I'm like, what are you celebrating, bitch? <laughs> it's 
made home from safely from work, y'all. No. <laughs> no. Stop it. But yeah, other than that, I don't think we live in a bad area. No, it's not that bad. It could be worse. It could be. It could be way worse. Like, down the street, that area by Village Park is, yeah. is a little... A little sus. A little... <laughs> little sus. <laughs> but anyway, it's just, he got punched in the face, and I don't know. The thing, I won't go into details about it, but the fact is, is that I just couldn't help but feel violated because it's just like, well, now I have to fucking worry about... Him getting punched. Because I don't know yeah. why. This is the thing that always happens to Matt. Don't know why. I don't know why. He has the most him. adorable, sweetest face ever. And I don't understand why people think they, that means they should start a fight with him. I don't get it. But they're cowards because he's a smaller... Like, Matt's a smaller guy. He mm-hmm. knows this. It's just... I don't know. Like, you punched a smaller guy than you. Like... For what? For what? To show how manly you are. And like, then you ran away. Like, you didn't even try and start a fight. Like, not that I would give you credit for starting a fight, because that's fucked up no matter what, to run up to a stranger you don't know and punch them. But then you ran away. I'm mm-hmm. like, really, dude? And it's two of you to one guy. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's fucking dumb. That's like fucking bitches. ridiculous. Just a bunch of bitches. Anyway, and just, I don't know, the thing, the thing that I've been struggle struggling with it is just the fact that, you know, Matt has epilepsy. I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, he just got this major surgery in January, and I just couldn't help but feeling like, wow, like, you guys robbed me of, one, not only my sense of security, but two, the fact that you have no regard to somebody's health, mm-hmm. and it's just like, you don't, you don't know what's going on in Matt's life, mm-hmm. and it's just like, ha- had they hit him on the left side of his brain, they could have killed him, yeah. and then what, and then it's just the fact that, you know, we're a healthy couple, and we were fighting that day, mm-hmm. and we had a really a pretty big argument. But we were on the, you know, we were on the, the rise to to forgive each other and, you know, mend the fences and all that. But it's just like if he would have been killed, the fact is that I would have had to suffer and be guilty, knowing that I fought with him on his last day, yeah, and that there wasn't any sort of resolution to that. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's pretty fucked up. And that's just, like, a really heavy thing to have on your heart of, like, fuck, the last conversation I had with you was a fight. Like, Mm -hmm. that's that's a terrible thing to have to just hold in and be like, wow, this is what... I mean, like, and we all know, like, in your stages of grief when you're getting over something or you're trying to get through something. I Mm -hmm. shouldn't say getting over because I don't ever... I really don't ever think you get over losing someone. You just learn how to deal with it better. It just integrates in your life. Yeah, but I knew, I mean, and in part of that is, like, knowing that having an argument with them doesn't mean that they completely believe that you didn't love them anymore, that there wasn't, like, a good moment, like, they're not gonna think of you in a negative way, and that's, like, it's part of the process, but having that be your last conversation is, like, it's the hard. hardest fucking thing. And then to those that, you know, that have a loved one with a disorder that's terminally ill, that's sick, like... Mm-hmm. You know that these moments are precious and that you can understand that, you know, my, my loved one isn't normal. Right. That they have this, they have a different timeline than mm-hmm. a healthy person. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like, wow, like you just made me think about this invisible timeline that something bad can happen to them because of their illness and their disorder. So it's just like, 
Yeah, I was not. I was not okay after that. It's just, you know, the thing that, I mean, I fucking love Matt because, you know, after everything, like, we had a conversation and he was just trying to make sure I was okay. I was trying to make sure that he was okay. And then I just, like, I broke down crying and I was just like, you know, this would have been our, our last conversation, like, before, like, if something were to happen to you, like, that's, this would have been our conversation. Right. And then he, ugh, like, I don't want to cry right now. Don't cry, don't I'm cry. Not trying, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but he was just like, well, no matter what happens in our day, whether we're upset, we get in a fight, he goes, I always know that you love me. And he goes, it, it's not going to change anything. He goes, no matter if we have a good day, a bad day, shitty day, awful day, it's like, I know that you love me. And I'm not, I'm never going to see it as like, you hate me. And I was just like, oh my God, my heart. Yeah. I love him. I love him. He's such a sweetie. He has like the best way to calm me down. So yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. Try not to get punched in the streets. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's a solid life update. A shit life update, but yeah. a solid life update right there. But yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. Adding more to my plant collection, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sable got me a new plant. Yes, she did. I should say Sable got her a new plant, and it didn't like her room, so she gave it to me. <laughs> so I got yeah, a new plant. That's, that's how Nikki gets some of my plants. I was like, you know what? I just don't feel it in here. She needs to go somewhere else. Well, her room gets so much more sunlight than mine, mm-hmm. and it's a low-light plant, and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm killing it. Like, even when it's I put like, it... no. <laughs> she's like, I put it in a slightly shaded area, and it's just like... <sighs> so she gave it to me, because I'm a vampire, and my room is always shaded, so... Yep. It works out. Okay. Perfect. But, okay. So today, we are going to be introducing a new segment for you guys. Yes. And we're both really excited about this. I love this fucking name. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes my brain works. And... We want to stick with our little Mean Girls mm-hmm. theme because that was like our movie of our friendship and yes. our generation. <laughs> yes. And thus, like the reasoning for the name behind our podcast title. Like if you did not recognize where it comes from, it comes from Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And the other reason for bringing up this new segment is um, something Nalani and I have both done for a while and we both talked about for a while. Some of the things that we do to just like be better humans, I should say, like stuff that we look at and try and like be a better person in the world and, and walk softly on the earth and leave a good impression. Mm-hmm especially in light of everything that's been happening right now, um, everything that we talked about in our last episode, we don't just want to breeze over any kind of social justice issue or any kind of movement going on in our lives. And I think we both really feel like what's happening now is is a movement and not a hashtag, and not a moment. And it's not, I saw this post, I had me cracking up, I forgot to tell you about this. It was like, uh, it said something, I think it was like a from like a still from the Simpsons and it was like good morning let's remember last week was not Black Lives Matter spirit week like we still have stuff to do <laughs> and I was like well yes then so in spirit of that and like everything else that we do in our personal life that we don't end up talking about on this podcast we are opening a new segment so that Yay! we have a space we're growing we're growing look at that <laughs> uh so we have a space to talk about like all the things that we do and just give you guys updates and maybe ideas about if you were trying to make a difference in your life or in the lives of the people around you um we are nowhere near perfect Mm-mm. um nope. we are learning and growing on a daily basis but these are some of the things that we wanted to talk about with you guys so 
our new segment name, which took us a while to come up with, but I'm really excited about it now, is called Making Fetch Happen. So yes. any of our Mean Girls fans, you immediately know where this is coming from. Um, but Fetch, what we are defining is identifying areas for growth and working on them. So how we're making Fetch happen is figuring out an area of growth in our lives and applying something to it rather than just identifying it, but actually making a change about it. Do you want to go mm -hmm. first? Sure. So what I've been doing to make Fetch happen, mm -hmm. I love this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of just been ongoing. I know I've talked about it on the podcast on the podcast before but definitely trying to be more eco-friendly yeah but I think definitely it's been a struggle during this quarantine because of every like grocery store I've gone into it's like you can't touch this you can't bring your own bags mm -hmm. unless you bag your stuff mm -hmm. we can't touch it don't put it anywhere near anything don't put it on the belt nothing. you can't use your mesh bags to get produce which is something that I love doing people looked at me all types of crazy but of course. it just made me feel better because it's like I wasn't bringing these little thin plastic bags right. that just held my broccoli or my freaking lettuce. Right. And that's one less single-use plastic bag that you're using. Mm-hmm. And then it's like perfect because then I can just put it into my my fridge and mm -hmm. it just it keeps it fresh and it keeps it from getting icky and gross. But um, yeah, that's just something I've, I've been struggling with. And, you know, I, I kind of thought about like well why don't I just have everything naked at the store but I'm like but that's gross that's yeah. how you can get diseases <laughs> now you're just gambling with the Rona so solid yeah because I was like <laughs> you know the thing I loved about Target though is that they're on top of their their cleaning yeah so after everybody that put their stuff on their conveyor belt they wiped it down and sprayed it down mm -hmm. but what I don't understand at supermarkets is like you don't want us to to use our personal bags, but you're not cleaning the conveyor belt. True. So the things that I just touched in my car, and probably people have touched on the shelves prior before I got there, mm -hmm. I'm putting it on the conveyor belt, and it's just It's just rotating. going around and around. Yeah. So, with everything said, and now they're, you know, making exceptions for places to open up, you know, restaurants and all that, I'm so excited because they're starting to open farmer's market. Woohoo! So I went to the one at Victoria Gardens um, Friday, and I just felt home. <laughs> I just felt like I was at home. I love your hippie soul that you feel at home at a farmer's market. Like, even though I was wearing a mask, and, I mean, it was pretty hot, I was just like, oh, the birds are singing, the sun is shining. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw everyone else was like, hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you so much. My guy who has pears. Thank you. Yeah, I was, like, so excited. I was like, I don't even fucking need vegetables right now, but I'm going to buy some. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, that's something that I definitely want to continue to do. And I, I've also had a conversation with one of my friends, too, is that, you know, we're kind of bummed that we can't use our eco-friendly bags mm -hmm. right now. She's a fucking Leo where she's like, I don't care. You're not going to make me put it put my produce back oh, so God. I can still use it. Oh, God. And I'm like, no. Pull the aggression. And she's like, no. She goes, what you need to do is just go in there with confidence. And oh, I'm my like, God. Whatever. Oh, my God. That's the most Leo answer I've ever <laughs> fucking heard. They can't tell you no if you go in there with confidence. Shut up. I was like, girl, I you're giving me anxiety. <laughs> I'm stressing out for you. Like, uh-uh. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, I... 
we were talking about it, and I was just like, you know what? As soon as farmer markets, you know, are open, I'm going to dedicate trying to get my produce there mm-hmm. to avoid doing it at the supermarket. Obviously, I'm going to have to go to the supermarket for, like, my meats and all that and certain things. Yeah. But, um... But if you can at least do produce at a farmer's yeah, market, that's produce, what you're doing. that way I can use my own bags because as long as I bag it, it's like they can weigh it on their little thing and mm-hmm. then I can just put it in my bag. Versus like supermarket, I have to go get it, go in line and all that. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. And then the honey that we used in our tea, in, yeah, our chai, mm-hmm. it's from the farmer's market and it's bomb.com. It's so good. It is so good. It's the Riverside blend. It's really sweet for a honey. It I, is. It's yeah. It's like super sweet. It's like candy, but it's it's amazing. It's all organic. Is this the same honey you used when you made me honey toast yes. like a month ago? Oh, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So good. And I don't know. I don't know much about the process of honey, but the the farmer was like, it's it's not heated, so it's like still has that granular texture. Uh huh. So, I don't know, but it just gives it, I don't know, it just gives it something Whatever special. it is, it is so good, and I love it. Yep, and then, of course, I saw my Zen's Tea House little booth over there, and I got more loose leaf tea. Because you were running low, I'm sure. Well, because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting to, to get, um, Loose leaf jasmine tea, because jasmine mm-hmm. tea is my favorite tea. Mm-hmm. But because of the apocalypse and all this that's happening, I had to get the tea the tea bags of jasmine. And so when I stopped by the booth, it was just fate. Because <laughs> I haven't seen um, jasmine. jasmine there. It's always online. Mm-hmm. And so the guy was like, yeah, I literally chose it today. <gasps> and I was like, it was meant for me. It's meant for me. So, yeah. Definitely trying to do farmer's markets to, you know, also support the local farmers, but then also trying to cut back on the plastic that we're using. So until we get the clear for us to be able to use our own uh, reusable bags. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to just try to continue to do the farmer's market. And it's it's awesome because the one in Victoria Gardens is on Friday. But I didn't know that their sister farmer's market is also on Saturday at the... Is that the Tierra Vista one? Yeah, the Tierra Vista one. Nice, They're okay. like, we try to do it for the weekday people and the weekend people. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you guys were the exact same, mm-hmm. same farmer's See, market. See, I didn't know either because I keep trying to go to the one that you go to on Friday, but I work all day, so I'm like, yeah. I can't just like... So Saturday is the one for you. Saturday is the it's one for me. It's going to be the exact same vendors mm-hmm. that is there Friday. Okay. But I'm really sad because my plant guy's not there anymore. Oh no! They had this, yeah. They had this lady that was selling a bunch of succulents, but I think I've advanced more than succulents. I think I think you're past succulents now. Yeah, I, I mean, I looking, don't kill things now. Looking at the forest behind me <laughs> of nine thousand plants, I'm pretty sure you're good. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of bummed because Aww. he has no social media at all. There's no way to find plant guy. He's an older guy, but still. Makes me sad. Yeah. Because I missed out on this opportunity to get this really nice big house plant. Yeah, I remember you telling me about bucks. that. I know. I'm so and freaking sad. And I hope you go. It's like $40. And I was like, oh, plant guy. I'm so sad. I hope plant guy comes back. I hope that he just like missed opening weekend and that he's coming back. I hope so too. Fingers crossed, man. Plant guy, if you're out there, we need you to come back. 
We need your sweet deals. <laughs> we need those plants for fifteen dollars. You're the only guy in town who does it. Yep. But anyway. I love so it. So what is your... How I'm making fetch happen? Yeah. Okay. Um, I am making fetch happen in my life. So with all of the, uh, I'm going to just call it the civil rights movement that we've got going on right now, mm-hmm. um, I've been like really in my head and kind of emotional and like sometimes I'm really upset and really overwhelmed and then other times I'm trying to find ways to be positive. And so in one of my moments of trying to find ways to be positive, I'm still working on it, but I saw this post and I'm going to paraphrase terribly, but I love, I love this guy. He's a a poet and a filmmaker and a singer songwriter. He's fucking brilliant. So yes. Um, and his name is Rafael Casal and I follow him on his Instagram and he did this post that really made me think and it made, um, the gist of the post cause I'm going to like completely butcher it was uh basically like his like you don't want me to drag your favorite tv shows but I can if you want me to and his his food for thought or his consideration was think about all of your favorites movies tv shows anything in that regard and then think about the world that they build around them so not just your lead characters but like all of your extras anyone that you see in the background and try and find a show or a movie that has extras and background characters that are actually of color and a representation of the world that you see around you. And so I read his post and I was like, huh, that's a notion. So I started thinking about some of my favorite shows and I was like, some of my favorites, yeah, they have like the quote unquote token lead character who like is a person of color, whether it's like a nondescript person of color and it's just never talked about what their ethnicity is, but they got a tan. So you're assuming they're a person of color and you know that the actress playing them is a person of color. But then I was like, all the coffee shops that they're at, there's like only white people in the background. You see them walking down the street. It's only white people in the background. Like not even like menial labor, like some of the menial labor jobs. Sure. You'll have like a cab driver who's like of an ethnicity, but that's it. And I'm like, he's making a really good point that the the media that we consume paints this version of a world that looks nothing like the world that we've seen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've lived in some really white neighborhoods. I have, but I've never lived in a completely homogenous neighborhood where there's not a single person of color around there. I'm like, I can't think of it. I mean, I'm sure there are places out there. I'm pretty sure there are tons of places out there with just like way more white people than anything else. But especially the fact that I've lived in SoCal for so many years, I'm like, no, I can't turn a corner and not see somewhat of color. Like, it's really weird for me to think about some of the shows that I've seen. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an Asian person sitting anywhere near any of these main characters. Like, yeah. not not a single Asian person. I'm like, we're just gonna there's more Asians in the world than anything else. And we're just going to pretend like that entire section of the population just doesn't exist at all. That's dumb. And it just kind of, remember that, that paper I had to write in one oh, of my sociology yes, classes? Yes. Where my professor was like, can you describe a character on TV that represents your you? culture? Mm-hmm. Represents, yeah, represents you and your culture. And I was like, no. Yeah, nah, I bro. I got nobody. no one. I got no one. I was one. like, nobody because it's just like, I'm half Asian and half Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I know personally the... Actress the or actor, actor who plays yeah, it. Yeah, the actress that is playing this part, I know that they're of mixed descent, mm-hmm. but the TV show makes them 
play one thing or the other. Yeah, play mm-hmm. one culture versus the other, mm-hmm. or they don't even acknowledge that they're mixed with another culture. It's just like quietly not talked about. Like we just never see their parents, and you just never discuss what their background is. Like that's why Sable and I have such a, a love and a connection for Beyonce because she's literally the first celebrity I have ever heard call herself Creole. Yeah, I'd never heard mm-hmm. of any other celebrity call themselves Creole, and I was like, oh my god, we made it. <laughs> We have made it to the big screen, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just me and my fiddle and cousins. We done made it to the big screen. So, yeah. So, I was like, I saw his post and I really I really took it to heart. Not just in the sense of, like, yeah, he's right. I see. I don't really see this happening. But also in the fact that, like, if I want to see a change, I have to be a part of looking for a change and creating a change. And, no, I am not a filmmaker. I would love to be a billionaire who just throws money at people to do things that I want them to do. That'd be great. It'd be a dream come true for me to just make my minions do what I want. Unfortunately, that's not the life I have. But I can consume and curtail the things that I do to actually make sure what I'm taking in is a true representation of the world around me is. So I started taking personal stock of the things that I watch on TV, the movies that I watch, the things that I read, the podcasts that I listen to. And I was like, you know, most of the stuff that I'm doing has a very white voice. Like, mm-hmm. whether the author of the book that I'm reading is white or the writer, producer, director of the TV show is white and they've got one character of color on there but everyone else is white or the movie or the podcast, whatever. Like, everything that I'm feeding into my soul is from a very limited perspective of what the world looks like. And I feel like that comes with a lot of the reason why people of color have, like, this life distortion of I need to fit into this model or like this is the way things are supposed to look because we never consume stories of like being black and living like that's just not something that you see or like being mixed and living I feel like that's one of the things that bonded us when we first became friends is like we are of different cultures but we are both multicultural and having to try and navigate that space in life where People are constantly, like, asking you what you are or just being confused by the fact that you are more than one thing. Favorite yeah, thing when that happens. and also the fact that even your culture, mm-hmm. some of the people don't accept you because you're not fully... Exactly. Hispanic. You're not fully Chinese. You're not fully Japanese. Like, it's it's something that we've had to... That's just been our whole life adjust narrative. Adjust to? Yeah. And then also it's just, we've struggled with it because mm-hmm. it's just like, damn, well, of course we, it makes sense why we're best friends. It makes sense. Because we understand. Shared trauma. That's, what, <laughs> that's what's bonded us through all of these years. Shared trauma. But then on top of that, if you think of the fact that like all the things we watch and all the things we read never have a person living the life that we live, mm-hmm. it makes it even harder to just feel like the life that you live is valid and it's not something that you need to try and fight or change or conform to another version of. So that's my personal making fetch happen is I am trying to expand my consumption horizons of the stories and narratives that I allow feed my, my mind and the things that I consider. So I'm listening to a new podcast called Black at Work. They are fucking hilarious, these girls. (laughs) It's amazing. I just bought two new books written by black authors, and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm like, I recognize black TV shows, black movies, and anything else is is an incredibly lower percentage, unfortunately, that is made than anything else that's white. Like, I can name five rom-coms with an all-white cast with no problem. It'd be really hard for me to name five rom-coms with one of the people being a person of color. 
like not even just black, a person of color. Like it could be a Hispanic lead. It could be an Asian lead. I'd be hard pressed to name five, like quickly. I'm sure it happens. They exist. They do have, they are out there, but. That's what the whole crazy rich Asian. Yeah. It's like the only thing. And then everybody like the white community was like, it was good, but it wasn't like great, but it's like, you, you, you don't, don't get the point that we've never seen ourselves. And it was just an all Asian cast. Right. Rather Nobody. than like two Asians on the cast. It's a, it's a whole cast of them. Like we've never seen ourselves that way. Yeah. And that's sad and it's real. And I'm like, I feel like crazy rich Asians and all the boys I loved are the only current rom-coms that I can think of. I know because they had a biracial, they had a biracial couple. Yeah. And the lead is, like, 100% Korean-American. Like, she talks mm-hmm. about her culture and everything. Like, and her dad and her married, dad's... married. He is white, mm-hmm. and then he married a Korean woman. So it's And just... they talk about it. They don't just, like, gloss over it. They talk about how, like, dad can't cook the, the meals that mom made because he yeah. just doesn't know how to do it. Like, they talk about it. They bring it up. So And then it's so cute because he is really... He wants to preserve that culture for them. Mm-hmm. And so he try Like, he fails... But he tries. He's trying so hard and it's so sweet. It's so cute. We love him so much for that. Problematic like we discussed previously in mm-hmm. the episode. But I mean that portion of it was That portion we stand by. <laughs> that portion we stand by. But even still like those are two that I can think of in recent movie history. And if you ask me to think of a third with an Asian lead, I'm, I'm at a blank. I don't know. And that's sad. Because I, I could probably name five white rom-coms that happened in the last two years. No issue. Not recently, but I know Memoirs of a Geisha, but I don't know if it was directed by an Asian director. Ooh, good question. It's like, it was an all-Asian cast, but mm-hmm. I mean, then again, it was in um, Japan. True. So. Foreign film. Like, yeah. No points for foreign film America. <laughs> Just fucking say it. Okay. So that's Fetch. We're making Fetch. Fetch is gonna happen, bitches. Grow and evolve. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you want to do our next one yes so it is our spin on story time yeah and in this segment we revisit some memorable moments and we both share and dissect so oh we didn't even talk about what today's topic is going to be we've just been rambling oh well well this is we're usually where we this is true we're here welcome i don't know it's just been Days are merging. Quarantine brain. Everything happens. Apocalypse is happening. We're gonna get there. We just never said it was gonna be fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. Um, so today's topic, what we are discussing, is all about the art of the apology. And I felt like it was a really appropriate theme. I don't know how Nani feels about if it's appropriateness. But... I think it's appropriate. I mean, with everything going on. There's just been companies that have been silent on what is currently going on in the movement that is happening right now with Black Lives Matter. So it's kind of just brought to our attention like, huh, we're questioning whether we should support these companies and it's just... And also tons of like companies and individuals either being silent or just like definitely saying the wrong thing and it's like... You made it worse right now. <laughs> I, I'm sure you thought you did something good, but you just made it worse. So, just like Drew Brees. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't even think of that pain right now. That just it was like four days ago, so it felt like it was six years ago. I mean, I just was like, 
What did he do? What? What? Because all I saw on, like, I, like, I followed Drew Brees because I like the Saints. Yes. We're both Saints fans. But it's, like, I saw from something else, like, oh, Drew Brees, um, he, he, he gives out his apology statement, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and fuck, what like, is the apology No! Like? I was like, please tell me this is old. Please tell me this is old. Please tell me someone drug up a tweet from 2004 where he said something problematic and I could forget because, him. You know what? No, because that's exactly what I thought because, you know, sometimes, like right now. Well, and it's happening to so many people right now. They're like, oh, you said this racist thing back then, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, please tell me. Please tell me it's something happened. old. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. He made a new mistake. <laughs> How you choose right now to make a new mistake? Stupid. Oh, that's a perfect uh, ties in well with this segment. You are you are so right. You are so right. Because we were like, we know that there's been shitty apologies, and currently, not just in general. Yeah, with everything that's going on. So it's just like. But what? What was the company? We couldn't figure out. We're like, who fucked up? So many people fucked up. <laughs> who are we going to highlight? Sorry, Drew Brees, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I will say, I feel like his apology was pretty strong. So, okay, let me give some background for the non-sports enthusiast out there. So, Drew Brees is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, my family's from New Orleans, so my family's a huge New Orleans Saints fan. I brought Nani to the dark side with me, and yes. she is a Saints fan as well. I love Brees. He's a hell of a quarterback. He said some dumb shit on yes. Twitter. Yes. About all of the protesting that's going on for Black Lives Matter. And, of course, because of this is it, that's going on, everyone's bringing back up Colin Kaepernick's protest mm-hmm. when he was um, an NFL quarterback and he knelt during the national anthem. And what Breeze said was basically like, I support protesting, but I don't support you disrespecting the flag. And re-brought in the narrative of Kaepernick kneeling being a version of disrespect flag. And then he got drugged to high hell by Everyone. so many people, including like he started trending. Oh yeah, <laughs> instantaneously. You gotta love the internet. He he gave out two apologies. Yeah, he did. I was like, what is happening? Because he fucked up that bad. <laughs> he fucked up strong, girl. He put, it, he put out a apology, a written out apology. Then he made a video apology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sir, just stop. Mm-hmm. No, this is what happens when you're a white man in a league where most of your teammates are black. He had to have that moment of realization where he's like, oh, well, shit, my entire O-line is black. All they got to do is move to the side. And I got a concussion. I'm out for the entire season. Like... Yeah. Bad choice. Bad choice. But I will say, I personally feel like his apology was heartfelt and that I feel like he recognized not only how dumb he sounded, but the reason why he was wrong. And I think that's more important. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing why you were wrong and then apologizing after you realize what you did. So, I mean, I, I hope he's being sincere in what he said, truly. I mean, it's sh- it's shitty all around it's that shitty. he said what he said. But at the same time, like, we need to forgive. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. things can't happen and change can't come if you still hold on to 
stupid things that people say because then you're you're kind of making it seem that nobody can ever grow yeah like, nobody can ever learn growth is not a thing like and I'm not and I agree with you I'm not a fan of cancel culture I feel like you should only quote-unquote cancel someone if it's clear that they just refuse to learn from their mistakes and just yes. continue to do the same thing over and over yes. again cool cancel them I'm out I'm down I will happily cut people out not a problem especially celebrities I don't know you you have no personal impact on my life I'm just choosing not to watch your show anymore it's fine yes but I do, I think cancel culture can be really bad if it's like someone makes one comment and then they show growth and they show change and we're all like, nah, we're never listening to you ever again. Yeah, it's like, it's in a way kind of dehumanizing. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to end you and that's it and I'm going to burn your, <laughs> burn all the shit that I bought because mm-hmm. I liked you and share a bunch of angry <laughs> tweets and all that. <laughs> and drag you through hell for that. Yeah. yeah it's not not the best move and it like it makes it almost sound like you're better like I never had to grow from something and yeah, so I'm not gonna I don't say stupid things so, right you know I'm not gonna forgive you for you saying something stupid I'm like no let them learn let them realize they made a dumbass mistake and if they come back from it saying like hey this is what I've learned this is where I'm trying to grow and I'm sorry for being ignorant to a problem then let's take them at their word and then if you fuck up again then we can revisit the idea of canceling <laughs> like yeah I mean, you can't just cancel after one incident. No. I think it needs to show, like, repeated bad behavior and, like, a, a clear sense that I don't give a shit and I'm not learning. Like, obviously, we don't condone murder, mm-hmm. raping somebody, mm-hmm. and all that you violence. Could, yes, definitely like, be canceled for being a rapist. Yes. That's fine. But when it comes to just genuinely making a mistake with your words and poor timing of things and just being ignorant... Okay, we'll get we'll give you a pass. You got a chance, a chance, slim chance. Use it wisely. Yeah. And on that, you got a story for a good apology. I do. That we're not dragging people. It's, Go ahead. <laughs> it's so like we were trying to figure out because Sasha had her perfect like apology story because we were like, oh yeah, it's such a great. It took me a minute, and then light dawned, and I was like, yes, that it was is a it. definite light bulb moment. But for me, I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't want to go, like, too personal. But then I was just like, no, I really, I don't have a memorable apology type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if that sounds weird or not. I don't think so. But it, there is one apology that sticks out, and it's just so random. And that's probably why it sticks out. Yeah, but I appreciated it, and mm-hmm. I still remember it to this day, because I was just like, wow, like... To me, that showed me somebody was being mature. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. hmm So I had... I don't even know. You can't even call him a boyfriend. No. No. You were, like, talking to this guy for a short period talking of time. Talking to this guy. He got me something for my birthday. We hung out. Like, we were more, like... We started off friends, and then in high school, like, he was like, Oh, I bought you something for your birthday, and... All this stuff, and... It was, like, a very young high school romance thing, where, like, you're not serious, it's not a big thing, but, like, you've gone two places together, so people say you're dating. Yeah. It was just that kitty little puppy love type Mm -hmm. of thing. Well, yeah, we we didn't even kiss or anything. Barely. It was just, like, a little peck on the lips. Yeah. So, it just... just... I'm sure you've hugged me longer than you hugged him. (laughs) (laughs) be real here (laughs) well anyway so he like I don't know I think it lasted like a week or two 
if that. Solid committed But he, like, really liked me, and he was, like, really trying hard, but I was like, dude, you're, you're pushing me into a place where it's, like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm not about to make out with you at school in front of, like, 500 students. Like, no. I gotta go to class, ho. Relax. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. I just felt really weird about it. But anyway, um, he broke up with me in the quad. Didn't give me any explanation. Oh, I think it was just because he's like, you don't want to hold my hand. You don't want to kiss me. And I was like, the fuck? Wow. I was like, he's like, you don't, he's like, you don't want anything from me. And I was, like, kind of hurt because I was, like, okay, I kind of do like you. But it's just, like, damn. You have to be that like, much of a dick, but you, okay. Yeah, I was, like, what an asshole. Like, you really weren't going to allow me to have time and be comfortable and and respect my boundaries type of thing. And I'm, like, it's two weeks in at this point. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, I was, like, ugh. Anyway. So, I'm kind of bummed out, kind of sad. And then we go to the football game. Mm-hmm. And then my friend's, like don't come this way, like, no, let's go over here, I'm like, why are you being weird, he was with another girl, yeah, same night, like, he broke up with you that day, the football game was later in the evening, and he was with another girl, yeah, he was with another girl, and I was like, wow, like, you moved on quick, like, super quick, she wanted to make out, you didn't, clearly, yeah, so he was just living his best life, trying to rub it in my face, like, Mm -hmm. I know, we had classes together, so it was just, like, fucking awkward, yeah, but then he, yeah, he would just make out with her in front of our class, and I was like, really? Really, You dude? choose this door? Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, we gra- that was sophomore year. So, we graduate, all that jazz. I think I'm a year or two into college. Mm-hmm. And then I get a random, this is when I was on Facebook, but I get a random message from him, and he's like, hey, can we, can we like, talk for a little bit? And I was like, what the fuck? It's so <laughs> random. But anyway, so he's just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, you won't give me the time of day. He's like, but I, he goes, it's something that just kind of has been weighing on me. And he's like, I, he's like, I just didn't, I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I don't know if he went through a breakup or something. I don't know. Something happened to his life where he needed to... Something triggered in his life for him to come back and make amends. Yeah, and he needed to change. That's what happened. But he was just like, I don't know if this means anything or if this is any of any worth to you. He's like, but I, I genuinely want to tell you that I'm sorry for whatever I did, for what I did to you. Mm-hmm. He's like, it wasn't cool. And he's like, that's just not the type of guy that I was trying to be. He's like, um, he's like, I, I don't know if it hurt you, but I just want to say that, you know, I'm sorry. And I hope that, you know, you're okay and that we can be friends because you were a pretty cool person to talk to. And I was like, hmm, huh, okay. <laughs> I was like, random? Because I had moved on. I've, yeah, of course. It's been years. It's been years, and I was just like, okay, even when it happened, I was just like, okay, well, you were a jerk, so I... And you were over it. I, like, you saved me mm-hmm. from being with an asshole like you. But it was random, but I appreciated it. I was like, okay, like, I I honor your growth for being a mature individual now. Yeah. And it just felt so honest. Like, you didn't, you weren't bashing him. You weren't, like, goading him to apologize to you about this. Like, you said you had moved on. You hadn't even talked to him in years. And he came out with, like, a, no, I just want to be very honest and very upfront and tell you that I'm sorry for what I did. And I'm like, that's, 
that's growth right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's how you apologize when you did something wrong. Yeah, and it was just, it was nice because I was like, wow, like, you know, admitting you're wrong is never easy. No. But sometimes you just have to do it. Yeah. And he did it, he did that shit with grace. Because I was did. like, well, bravo, bravo. <laughs> it's like, and indeed, I do forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I think for a while we we got back to, like, being friends. And mm-hmm. he's, he's hilarious. I've lost track with him, but, I mean, he was, he was fun. Yeah, and it's not for any malice that you guys have, like, stopped talking. You just haven't talked gone. to them. Yeah. You know. Life right? happens, things happen. So, yeah, that is my good apology that I, that I remember genuine apology right there love it mm-hmm. love it so I also have a good apology uh we were I'm excited for yours thank you <laughs> we were gonna try and do like a bad apology good apology but we both ended up with stories with good apologies which I kind of like like kind of keeping it a little bit more positive like if you are gonna apologize you would want it to be a good apology like don't waste anybody's time with a bullshit apology mm-hmm. but my good apology story so um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the protesting that's been going on and everything that's been in the news lately, um, I had an old coworker who's a friend of mine reach out to me. And when Colin Kaepernick first started doing his protest in the NFL, where he was kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality, um, she and I had a pretty lengthy conversation about it. And I am the kind of person that I am comfortable having difficult conversations with people. Like, I will have conversations about race relations. I will have conversations about gender inequality, about misogyny, about sexism. I'll have conversations about abortion. I feel like I have the most conversations about abortions with people. Like, of all of the weird... Really? Yeah, of all of the crazy, uncomfortable, quote-unquote, taboo topics, I feel like so many people ask me, so, so what's your stance on abortion? I'm like, I don't... That is so... That is so, like... I don't want to say inappropriate, but it's so random. So random. I don't know why I get into these conversations. Is it with people with uteruses or not with that? Both. (laughs) I get both uterine-owning and non-uterine-owning humans asking me these questions. Straight up. But yeah, so I am the kind of... And I'm that kind of person where I'm not... I am still shocked at that. But anyway... I'm going to let you process that because I've had plenty of conversation about abortion. Um. (laughs) It's just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm the kind of person where, like like I said, I welcome those conversations. I, I like a good, healthy discussion about something. I obviously have an opinion about topics like this, and I will explain to you why I feel the way I feel, what facts I have, why I stand on the ground that I stand. But I'm also not going to just, like, talk shit on you if you disagree with me. Like, if your stance is dehumanizing another human, I'm going to call you on it because I don't think that's right at all. Like, you could be my mom and I will call you on having a stance that dehumanizes another human because that's just not okay with me. But if you just have a difference of opinion, like, I don't know. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Should we have In God We Trust on our money? And that's your conversation. Like, that. it's really not going to bother me. I don't mint U.S. currency. So we could we could disagree. That's fine. <laughs> really care um but she and I had had a long conversation um when Kaepernick was kneeling about protesting about police brutality about her feelings about um if she felt it was a disrespect to the flag if it was a disrespect to the military I am from military family I am also a person of color I'm half black like there's there's tons of things why I was like the person she went to in this conversation and we had a good conversation and we came away from it 
with a difference of opinion. We went into it with a difference of opinion and we came away with a difference of opinion, which like I said, was fine. I told her, I was like, I'm glad that you asked me. I'm glad that you went here my opinion. I'm glad that you listened to my feedback rather than just like arguing and being like super pissed off at me that I didn't agree with you. Mm-hmm. And she's a good person to have a conversation where where you guys don't see eye to eye. Yeah, because she wasn't like being disrespectful to me and saying like you need to change your opinion. I wasn't being disrespectful to her and being like, well, clearly you just don't get it. Like, no, we were just having an open discussion about why we felt a certain way about it. So. Fast forward, because this was several years ago, fast forward to like two weeks ago, I think it was, and all of the protests start happening again for Black Lives Matter. And she texts me and she's like, hey, I don't know if you and your sister are out protesting, but if you are, please be safe. I just keep thinking about the conversation you and I had years ago about Colin Kaepernick and I wanted to let you know that I was wrong and that I get it now and I understand what was being done and I hope that you are okay. And I was like, Oh, that makes me want to cry. My God. <laughs> I opened my phone and I read the text messages. I was like, holy shit. And I feel like what made it so touching to me was like, one, I didn't ask for this. Like, yeah. I didn't text you and be like, hey, good morning. How are you feeling about a riot today? Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do that. And then like the fact that that conversation stuck with her, that made that even feel even more special to me that the, that conversation was something that was important to her and that she remembered. And then that she not only took the time to reevaluate her stance on something, but to also reach out to someone who she knew had a different stance than her at that time to say, Hey, I'm sorry that I didn't understand the point that you were trying to communicate to me, but I get it now. I was like, I was so touched. I was going to cry. I was like, it's, yeah, like you, like you've told me that before, but just hearing it again is just it gives me chills. Like I like went and showed my sister. I was like, Sable, oh my god, you're never gonna believe. But I mean, like, not that I wouldn't believe that she would do that. She is, she is a very great person, and it's completely in her character. We love her. Yes, you know who you are because I know you're listening. <laughs> um, but I was touched, and it was definitely an example of not only a good apology, but like just the best way to to take that kind of apology. She wasn't belaboring the point. Mm-hmm. She wasn't trying to redirect the conversation back to her or anything in that regard. She wasn't throwing her guilt into the conversation. It was just hey, I didn't get it before, I get it now, and I'm sorry I didn't listen to you when you first had this conversation with me. And I was like, my God, there you go, girl. That is such a, like, a mature and responsible way yeah. to handle this. Yeah. Like, if only everybody could be like that. That's the reason why we're not here for cancel culture, because growth can happen, people. If only everybody had their black friend and text them and was like, hey, I was wrong four years ago. You were right. Like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Because, I mean, if we would have canceled her, Mm -hmm. it's like, she's still a good person. She's still a good person. She's still amazing. Yeah. And it's just, you know, sometimes our, our difference of opinions divides us, but I don't know. But they don't have to. Yeah. Like, I mean, if your opinion dehumanizes someone else, then okay, yeah, I can I can draw the line in the sand It can there. be problematic to, to an extent where it starts to harm somebody mentally or emotionally, but it's just, I'm, yeah, I'm just really glad at the type of person that she is. Yeah, yeah, and that people like that exist. I feel like that's something mm-hmm. that's really important that 
you can grow. There is growth out there. There are people it's who... It's possible. Yeah. There's people who you, maybe you had a conversation with 10 years ago who now have seen things differently and have realized mistakes that they've made. Like, you and I realize that we grow every day. We have conversations, I feel like, every couple months. It's like, hey, I just realized this new thing and I feel like I need to be better at this or, like, I'm not paying attention enough to this. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's possible. And I think not only is growth important, but taking that time and in that moment to give a genuine apology to someone, especially either if you think you've hurt them or if you weren't listening at any point in time, I think those are all really, really important. Yeah. And then just to know that, you know, pride can definitely get in the way. Yeah. And it's, it takes a very big person to swallow their pride Mm -hmm. and to admit that, you know what, I was wrong. Yeah. But that is just like, I don't know. For somebody to to admit that, hey, I was wrong before and I'm so sorry that I hurt, I may have hurt your feelings or I didn't hear you fully, you know, I would gladly open, like, with arms wide open, accept them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a clear green light for me to continue a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, if you come to me and you can swallow your own pride and be like, I was wrong, I made a mistake, okay, cool, let's talk. Like, I don't have... A reason to <laughs> not, not have that. You're not going to be like, ha, ha, you were wrong. Right. I was right. Right. I'm not going to sit here and just throw it in your face and be like, oh, I knew. Like, I might because I'm a sarcastic asshole. But <laughs> it won't be genuine. It won't be genuine. It will just be a little bit of joy for me and then we can move on to a productive conversation. Yeah, it's not going to be like rub it in your face. Yeah. But yes, I like that story when you tell me it. It's a great story. Okay, so let's go to our top do's and don'ts for what makes a good apology and what makes a real crappy, shitty apology. Okay. Um, let's start with the good. So I'll have you start with your good. So it definitely has to be heartfelt and genuine. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel that an apology should come from a place where it's, like, forced and you have yeah. to, like, pull it out of somebody. Um, it's just... Basically, you need to want to apologize. That's the first step. Yeah. All I can think about with that is, like, I'm sure we've all seen the toddler who did something wrong and doesn't want to apologize yeah. for it, but their parents, like, no, you need to say you're sorry, and they're and just they're like, like, I'm sorry. And you know they don't mean it. <laughs> you're like, you little shit. <laughs> I know you're not sorry for spilling juice all over the carpet. I know you're not, but, yeah, needs to be heartfelt and genuine. And your next one? And also... You know, to honor, you know, the hurt that you've caused. I think, like, again, going into the whole pride thing, it's just sometimes it's really hard to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. to accept the fact that, like, you know what, shit, I, I hurt someone. Mm-hmm. The things, the actions that I've done or something that I've said may have hurt someone. But, you know, for you to honor that, hey, I, I messed up. Um, how can I fix this? That's like the best way to approach it. And I think that's so big being able to just say, I know I hurt you and I'm sorry that I hurt you. Like that's because pride can be a killer and saying, saying you're sorry is one thing, but then saying on top of it, I hurt you and I didn't mean to. And Mm -hmm. I would like to apologize for that is so big. It's such a big move to be able to do and to just realize that something that you've said or done caused pain to someone else. Mm hmm. Okay, mine are pretty similar to yours, um, but so sincere goes along with your heartfelt and genuine because don't lie to me in your apology. I, it's not worth your time. It's not worth my time. Why are we even here? Yeah, if it's you're, just not productive. No, like don't. I get it. I get if you feel like you have to say something to me, but if you feel like you have to say something to me and it's not a genuine feeling of your own to apologize to me, don't do it. 
because I know it's not sincere. I know you're lying. It doesn't, it rings really hollow and I'm not worth anyone's time. Mm-hmm. Um, next, take personal responsibility for what you did. So I feel like one of the big pillars of having a strong apology is owning what you did in that situation rather than being like, oh, I'm sorry things turned out that way or I'm <laughs> sorry for what happened. Like that's so wishy-washy. It's so like... It's I'm, so generalized. Yeah. It's not specific and it doesn't, it just doesn't, there's no solution And it's like, future. it's like, I'm not touching the problem. I'm just letting you know I see it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> no, no. Like be, take that personal responsibility and say like, okay, this is what I did that created this situation and I'm sorry for the part that I played in it. Because without it, it's like, yeah, it just also rings kind of hollow. It's like, I see it. I didn't say I shit on the bed, but someone shit on the bed. I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> you were the dog, and I know that's not the dog shit, so <laughs> apologize. Um, then my last part for making a good apology is that it is on topic and illustrates that you listen. I hate the roundabout apology or the apology that's like we had a big fight and you're apologizing for like the peripheral issue of it, but not the actual issue of yeah, the problem. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's be on topic. Let's talk about what is actually going on right now and show me that you listened to what I said to you, especially if this is an apology in the middle of a conversation. Like if this is the apology to start the conversation, you might not have something to bounce off of to show that you listened. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's after an argument, then like, I hope you listened to what I said in an argument. But if it's in the middle of a conversation about something, show me that you are actively listening to what I'm saying, that you recognize what I said hurt my feelings or what I'm going through that I'm upset about or the topic that I'm upset about whatever like make sure that you are actually listening and that the response that you give to me is not a generic blank my PR person wrote this apology and I didn't really read it I'm just gonna read it off the cue cards no I don't want your blank apology I want Mm -hmm. something that's genuine that is on topic and that is actually to the point of what we are hurt or arguing about Mm -hmm. perfect okay so we've said the good what's the bad give me your bad well, I kind of described it in the... In, yeah, they um, kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, it goes hand in hand. But, like, again, feeling like it's forced. Like, I I don't want you to feel like you have to apologize to me mm-hmm. to make something better. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it doesn't serve any of us. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you feel obligated. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you're in an obligation. Yes, completely. So, it's just like, well... Again, it goes in the fact that it's not, it's not heartfelt. Yeah, I feel like that's the exact opposite of heartfelt. Like, a heartfelt and genuine apology comes from you and from you realizing that you've done something. Feeling forced means it came from someone else telling you to do this, but you yeah. don't actually share that emotion. And you, it's just like, you have to have empathy when you apologize. Yeah. Because if you can't relate to another person, you can't honor the fact that they're feeling things, it's just like... Well, what are you doing? Why are we this, having obviously, this Obviously, this apology means nothing to you, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't take it as anything serious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And your second one? Sorry, I'm reading off the thing. I'm like, can you read from this far? <laughs> I'm blind. I don't have my glasses. Um, no, it's just like the expectation that, you know, after an apology, that everything's going to return back to normal. Right. And I think I've, I've had issues with this with people in my life where it's like, okay, you get the apology, 
and they're like, okay, let's be friends. Let's go do this. Let's go hang out. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. like if I'm genuinely hurt or in a space where I feel that, hey, I need to reevaluate some things. I need to take a step back. Mm -hmm. I need to kind of build up my boundaries again, reevaluate my boundaries and kind of step away from it. So it's just like, if you really hurt somebody, I think give them that space to feel what they feel and things. And if your apology is genuine, things will return eventually. Not when you want. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, the reality is an apology is, is not something that, Fix it automatically. No. And I feel like even still, you might need just need the time to emotionally heal from it. Like, if something hurts you and you accept that apology and you know that person is actually, like, genuinely sorry for what they've done to you, you might still just need time to heal from what happened. Like, I can't just immediately go back to pretending, like, yesterday didn't happen. Like, I need time to heal. And Mm -hmm. it is okay to take that time to heal. Yeah, you just, you need that space. Yeah. And I just think that the person that is saying the apology, you know... Give it to them because Mm -hmm. you're the one that hurt them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is now your responsibility to give them space. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so my bad is feels scripted or fabricated. I cannot harp enough on how much I hate a scripted apology. Like, no. I don't. I don't. And I'm sure we've all, unfortunately, been the recipient of a scripted apology, whether it's in, like, romantic relationships, familial relationships, (laughs) corporate relationships... (laughs) I feel like I've gotten so many scripted apologies in corporate relationships where I'm like, okay, no. Not only, like, I get someone wrote this for you because it's a professional email, but, like, you have no emotional attachment to the words that you just said to me. You just said, I'm sorry that X, Y, Z happened. Enter current word for this. Enter problem for this. This is my proposed solution. Like, Yeah, it's just like a chain mail. Yeah. Oh, best way to describe it because I fucking hate chain mail. (laughs) It's just like, oh, sorry, you feel the same? Boom. You get an email. You get an email. You get an email. And so did 700 other people. Exactly. And you know when you're being fed a scripted response because, or a scripted apology, because you've probably gotten the same apology before from the same person about the same problem. And it's like, I know you're not listening to me. I know you don't understand what's going on because you're saying the same thing over and over again. And yet we keep having the same fight over and over again. Yeah, always the like we apologize for what has blank has happened and we are doing our best to fix this situation and hopefully our team will (laughs) or the person the personal version of you know I'm so sorry that you're upset I'm still working on me I'm still learning we're gonna get better if you just give me some time we're gonna figure this out together and I'm like bitch why is there a we in this apology (laughs) (laughs) I made no mistake in this particular moment. I am a flawed human filled with mistakes. I made no mistake in this moment. Why the fuck is there a we? No. Yeah. So I hate a scripted. And the last one, which I kind of almost just did, is it shifts blame. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of apology really borderlines on gaslighting behavior. Uh, Yeah. I hate it. Where it's like, I wouldn't have done this if you weren't so crazy. Like, uh, okay. That didn't sound anything like an apology to me. You started with, I'm sorry, but that didn't sound anything like I'm an apology. I'm sorry that you took this. There you go. Dramatically. There you go. harshly. I'm sorry that you misinterpreted my words, but I didn't mean it that way, so you're going to need to get over feeling sad. Yeah. Bitch! That's horrible. No, 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 
enough. Never shift blame in an apology. Take responsibility for what you've done, or it's not an apology. Mm-hmm. Or we're not having this conversation. Right. Next. Yep. It's it's like a two-way street. Yeah. And then my last one is my apology golden rule. Um, and it says, what good is an apology if you don't plan on changing your behavior? Because at the end of the day, if you're fighting with someone about something or fighting with a company about something, it is because there is a behavior or phrasing or words that were said and done that hurt you. And an apology is great because it recognizes that something bad happened, but it's not going to stop the problem from continuing to happen unless there is a plan to change the behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got on my goods and bands. Perfect. Are we moving into the next segment? Do it. All right, everyone. This is our wifey wisdom. So in this segment, we individually introduce an inspiring quote, life advice, or food for thought. Yep. Do you want to go first? I'll go first so you can scroll and find your quote. Okay. Um, so my quote is coming from one of my poetry books that I love. So the book itself is called Her, and the author is Pierre Alex Gentry, and I don't think I've read him on our podcast before, but... I don't think you have. I don't think so. I know know we've talked about it, but I don't think you've... I don't think I've read read from it. And I've posted about him on my Instagram before because I do really like this book of poetry. As far as I know, he has three. I think there might be a fourth one coming out, but I'm forgetting. So sorry. Um, (laughs) But it's her, her two, and then him. And so her and her two are obviously poems that are written for women. And then him is a book of poetry that's written for men. So uh, the poem that I'm reading from this one says, What good are flowers without water? What good are promises without actions? And it's a really short little two-line couplet, but I feel like it's really poignant for the, the topic of apology because it, it draws a really good parallel. Flowers are beautiful. If you don't water them, they die. Mm-hmm. And what what good are your words if you don't have actions behind them? Or what are good are your promises if you don't have actions behind them? Because promises are great, but if you don't actually decide to follow through on any of it, they die too. And mm-hmm. I think I think it paints a really pretty picture because everyone loves the flower, everyone loves the promise, everyone loves to hear it. Most people don't like <clears> to put in the work for it. And but without the work it's just gonna it's just gonna fizzle and die. So Promises are great. Apologies are amazing, but make sure that they're followed by some kind of action. And that's my wisdom, especially even in my own personal life right now when it comes to feeling down or like not motivated or hopeless about things that are going on in life right now. Like I can, I can be upset and I can say sad things to myself or I can try and be optimistic and make all these grandiose promises, but neither of those actually have a strong effect on the world around me if I don't follow them with some sort of action. So... Thank you. Snaps you poetry snaps for me too. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so what's yours? All right. You know how I love Pinterest. Yeah. Um, again, sorry guys, this is a no author's quote. I need you guys to start putting your names on your Pinterest quotes. I mean, it's short. It's simple. It's a personal plea from me. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I want to give you credit. We would love to credit, please. I mean, it's short, it's simple, it's to the point. Mm -hmm. I I think this quote really doesn't need any explanation, but it says, the best time for new beginnings is now. And I think it speaks to everything that's happening. It's just like, 
we we as society we need to embrace change Mm -hmm. and it it's happening now Mm -hmm. and it's not something that you know we can have momentum for these past couple weeks but then just let it fizzle out like Mm -hmm. if we want change to happen we have to start doing things and yes change is always scary we don't know if our voices have any any sort of impact we don't know if we're going to reach anybody but we can. We need to have that mentality of we can do this. Yeah. Whether that's individually or all together. But, you know, with our whole making fetch happen, mm-hmm. it's just like if you guys want to have an eco-friendly lifestyle, changes need to be made. And the time is, is to start now because, yeah. unfortunately, our earth is is suffering a little bit from the choices that we're making. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I encourage I encourage you guys to make a little change, whether that's getting a reusable bottle, um, reusable mug for your coffee, making your own coffee at home mm-hmm. to prevent. Because I know Starbucks right now they're not you they're not letting you use um re- re- reusable mugs. Yeah, I can only speak. You got it. You made it through. Um, but yeah, and then as far as as um your making fetch happen, it's you know, support minority, um, authors or businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's those little steps and changes that can make an impact. Yeah. Yeah. And I think more to your point, like, especially for people who are more like me, where you either procrastinate and you're like, I'll do it tomorrow, or you just get this overwhelming sense of like, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to matter. Like one small thing does make a difference. It does Mm -hmm. actually make a change. Like today it might just be that you're using reusable bags for your vegetables tomorrow. It might be that you're looking at your wardrobe to, to make that more eco-friendly or that you are buying from small businesses locally. You're making sure that you're investing your money in, in businesses by people of color, like whatever it, it might seem really small, but these changes do build up to something. I mean, at least that's the mantra I give myself constantly that it, it matters. I know it might feel like it doesn't matter, but change happens now. It's never a better day to do it than right now. Mm-hmm. And even something small is important. Yeah. And you never know your, your name on that petition just might be the last one they need to yeah. make a change. Yeah. Might just be the thing that gets the bill passed. Yes. Brianna's bill went through. It did. It did. So now you can not enter someone's house without knocking and announcing yourself. So don't know why that needed to be articulated. But I thought that, I don't know. There's like similar laws on the books, but there's like 19,000 loopholes. So this is just one of the plugs to cover up a loophole. Yeah, of course. Also, while we're on the topic, one, happy Pride Month because it's June. Happy Pride. Sorry that this has like, I don't know, I just feel like... It hasn't been celebrated as much as it should be. Yeah. It's just been clouded by a lot of dark things going on. Yeah. But we are all allies together Mm -hmm. and we can lift each other up Mm -hmm. and support each other. So, Mm -hmm. yes, happy Pride Month, guys. Happy Pride Month. And Supreme Court just passed that the um, law that was already on the books that said you cannot uh, discriminate or fire someone for sex or gender does indeed cover the LGBTQIA plus demographic. So, so excited for that victory. You cannot be fired for being transgender or being gay or pan or queer or whatever you choose to identify as you are protected in your employment. So 
amazing. Super glad that that was what it went through, especially in Pride Month. So yay. Yay. So here we go with our social media outlet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, give a, a subscribe on any of your podcast listing platforms. We really appreciate it. If you can take the chance to rate and review, that would be awesome as well. Um, go ahead and follow us on our socials. So at, um, on Instagram words. I'm like, I was literally about to say on Facebook and I was like, we do not have a Facebook. Why the fuck am I talking about Facebook right now? Oh God. On Instagram, our handle is on Wednesdays. We drink a podcast on Twitter. We are OWWD podcast. Go ahead and follow. Leave us a little comment or a little note. Um, whatever you'd like to do. We'd love to see you. Love to say hi. And yeah, that's all I got. Yes, so remember to keep it wicked. And seize the day by the couple. Bye, love. Bye, love.